This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on November 12, 2023. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. Chapter 25. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. Please be seated. I have adapted today's sermon from a sermon provided by the LCANZ for lay reading. Grace, peace and mercy are ours through the triune God. Amen. A famous teacher of the church once said, there are only two types of people in this world. Fools who think they are wise and the wise who know that they are fools. What he meant was that the first step towards true godly wisdom is to know you are not wise, that there is always more to learn along the way, along the journey of faith. A person who thinks they have no more to learn is the person who still has a great deal more to learn. I don't know about you, but this reminds me of myself in my late teens and early 20s when I thought I knew everything. Apologies to my parents and to all who knew me then. In the scriptures, to be wise does not necessarily mean having a head full of facts and figures. To be wise is not necessarily to be smart. The smart are not always wise, especially when it comes to the things of God. And the wise are not always smart, particularly when it comes to the things of this world. In an earlier parable, Jesus describes the wise as those who build their house 
the house of their faith on the rock, that is, on Jesus himself. He says that the wise are those who not only hear the word of God, but also do it, that is, live it out in their daily lives. The fools, on the other hand, though they may hear the word of God, don't do it. They don't live according to it. Instead, they build their houses on the shifting sands of personal desires, opinion, culture, fashion. Notice in today's parable that both the wise and the foolish young women are waiting for the bridegroom. In other words, this is not a parable about believers and unbelievers, but about two different types of believer. The wise are wise because they have prepared for every contingency by keeping their lamps filled with oil. The foolish, on the other hand, presume that they have enough oil to get them through to the end. In this parable, oil is faith. The wise keep their faith continually replenished. The foolish think the faith they have now is sufficient until Christ returns. It is only when the point of crisis comes, the delay of the bridegroom, that the two groups are finally distinguished. Just as the two groups of builders are distinguished only when the storm comes. So, what are we to do? Well, first, we're to recognise that we cannot manufacture our own oil, our own faith. Faith is not something we work up in ourselves. It is God's gift that we keep on receiving from him through the means that he has provided. That's why true disciples are those who continue in Jesus' word. This means not only reading and hearing it, but also doing it. For that is faith's purpose, to shine with the light of Christ, just as the oil's purpose is to allow the lamp to stay lit. Wisdom, therefore, is both knowing and doing. Not only does it keep faith replenished and thus prepared for any eventuality, but it also maintains our spiritual health. We can see this kind of thing at play in our physical health. Sometimes, despite knowing that our actions can affect our health, we continue to live in ways that make us unwell. Well, we do the same in a spiritual sense when we continue in a sin, fully knowing that it is wrong, and that by continuing in it, we are hurting ourselves and others. I think this may be something we've all experienced. We all know the lack of peace, the joylessness, the regret, the shame, the hiding, and the self-deception, and the self-loathing that comes on the heels of committing a deliberate sin. And we know who it is that we abandon when we do so. For sin is not just a no to God's law, but to God himself, who is love and joy. That is why true wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. Not fear in the sense of being afraid, but in the sense of recognising God's power and authority over all things, 
including us. This fear or awe or recognition is accompanied by the wisdom of repentance, of knowing what to do and what to leave behind. Presbyterian minister Frederick Speakman tells the story of shaking hands at the door one Sunday when the service was over. As he came back down the aisle in the church after everyone had left, he noticed that some things had been left behind. There was a Sunday bulletin with a shopping list in the margins. In this pew, a pair of gloves, and in the next, a pencil on the floor and a lolly wrapper on the, on the seat. As he reached the altar, he looked once more at the empty church and thought to himself, I wonder what else has been left behind. Wouldn't it be every pastor's dream to come down the aisle after worship and find other items there? You know, in this pew over there, someone's deep grief. And over here, another's bitter disappointment or sense of failure. In another section, some secret sin, real or imagined, not all that important now that it had been discarded. And further on, the bulkier rubbish of a badly bruised ego or the remains of a heated argument on the way to church or a deep long-standing resentment between members. Anger, guilt, hurt, all this stuff that so easily beats us up and burns the oil of faith out of us, all swept up and thrown out with the rest of the leftover rubbish. For it is forgiveness that both replenishes our spiritual resources and enables us to be a community of faith. Received forgiveness, God's grace is a renewable resource, Speakman whispered to himself. That's the only thing that keeps us going, that keeps our lamps burning. In many ways, life uses us up. We get burnt out, we get depleted. But the message of the gospel is that there is also the possibility of replenishment. Drained, we can be refilled as we continue to draw our life from God through the forgiveness of sins. So if you feel the flame of your faith burning low, then listen again to the words the prophet Isaiah wrote so long ago. A bruised reed the Lord will not break, and a dimly burning wick he will not quench. Remember, the folly of the foolish was not that they didn't believe that the bridegroom was coming. It's that they figured they had enough oil to last, that they could do it on their own, without God's ongoing help. But they couldn't, and we can't, and it's wisdom to realise that. Meanwhile, we wait for the Lord, and as we wait, we have the option either to stay prepared or not. It's up to us. So let us be prepared and remain prepared by replenishing our faith through prayer and God's word, by gathering together, 
and by shining Christ's light to others through our heartfelt works of love and Christian example. And don't worry that you will get burned out. For Jesus not only gave himself for us on the cross, but he gives himself to us at every step of the journey. Ask and you shall receive. That is his promise to each of us. Ask and you will find that there is rest and replenishment. There is forgiveness. There is hope. And the wise still trim their lamps with the oil of his grace. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.